What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Lockdown Yankees podcast, your daily podcast covering the New York Yankees. We are brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy today's episode. I am your host, Stacey Gatsoulias. I'm an author of Baseball Prospectus, and I run their Yankee site, BP Bronx. You can follow me on Twitter at Lockdown Yankees or at Stace Gotts. You can listen and subscribe to Lockdown Yankees on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the show via our website, LockedOnYankees.com. And finally, you can play Locked on Yankees on your smart speakers by saying play podcast Locked on Yankees. As always, you can email questions or comments to LockedOnNYY at gmail.com. On today's episode of Locked on Yankees, we will be looking at MLB trade rumors, top 50 free agents with their predictions as to where these guys are going to go for how long and for how much they will sign. I will say some of it makes for some really good fiction, uh, especially free agent number one, as listed in their list, Bryce Harper, but we'll get to that in a bit. There isn't much in the way of Yankee news, but as usual at this time of year, there's tons to talk about with regards to free agents or trade candidates who have cropped up in the past week. We'll talk about some players that people think the Yankees could possibly get. I will let you know how I feel about those specific players, because there's one that people are clamoring for, and I am not too high on this player. You'll find that out. There's some signing news throughout MLB, Clayton Kershaw didn't even attempt free agency and signed right back up with the Dodgers. We'll talk about that and more. So in the first segment, let's just dive into the top 50 free agents on MLBTradeRumors.com because the first one, as I said, this one made me laugh so hard and I don't understand why anyone would even think that this could possibly happen. They have Bryce Harper listed as number one, so that's not shocking because it would either be him or Manny uh, Manny Machado, but they have Bryce Harper listed as going to the Dodgers for 14 years and $420 million. Now, if this wasn't on the actual site, I would have told you that you were lying to me and that this was not a real thing and that someone made it up. Because 14 years sounds ridiculous. Who would sign anyone for 14 years, even if it is Bryce Harper, even if he is only 25 years old? That's ridiculous. And as good as Bryce Harper is, I don't know. He's bald. No one's worth $420 million. That's just ludicrous. And signing someone until they're 39 has never worked out well for the team who signs the person until they're 39. So I don't know what they're thinking with this. And it looked like almost like an outlier in a way, like, oh, okay, so they're just predicting him to go that long and for that much. And then you scroll down to Manny Machado, who's number two, which is understandable. They have him going to the Phillies for 13 years. (laughs) What? No. No one is going to sign anyone, no matter who they are. And I know people have been looking forward to this free agent class just because of these two guys. We've been talking about the 2018-2019 free agent class for the past four years. 
and looking forward to what's going to happen to Bryce Harper and what's going to happen to Manny Machado. But I will tell you right now, there is no way no one signs either of these guys for more than 10 years. And if they do, they're stupid. And they should know from past experience that it's stupid to sign these guys until they're almost 40. Because the drop-off between 30 and 35 isn't that much, but the drop-off between 35 and 39, no matter who you are, no matter how good a player you are, is like falling off a cliff. So, no. Let's just say no. And I like how they're not predicting any of these guys going to the Yankees, or either of those guys going to the Yankees. Number three, though, Patrick Corbin, who's been linked with the Yankees, they're predicting he's going to the Yankees for six years, 129. I don't know about that either. He's 29, although he did pretty good this year. Pitched 200 innings, had a 3.15 ERA. He's a left-hander. Yankees need a left-hander. You know, one who's 10 years younger than CC Sabathia. <laughs> now, the one thing that scares me about Corbin is he's a former Tommy John, dude, had it in March of 2014, wasn't great in 2016, he was solid in 2017, and this year when he was having his pretty good walk year, his velocity went down, but then it went back up in the second half, and he's been throwing a lot of sliders, and hey, if you have a good slider, you're in good luck. I could see him going to the Yankees, I don't know if it would be for six years or for 129. Uh, again, he's 29. So it's, I don't know. I, I'm just really gun shy about signing guys for a really long time because I've seen how it's gone down and I've seen nightmare scenarios happening like Jacoby Ellsbury. Remember him? I love how the Yankees are fully expecting him to be a player next season. He was a player last season. He just didn't play. <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone who's had the bad injury luck of Jacoby Ellsbury. And I think the only person I can come up with is maybe Carl Pavano. Now, I forgot that Dallas Keuchel is a free agent, but I do like that they have him going to the Nationals for four years in $82 million because I would like for him to go to the NL. He's annoying. And, um, <laughs> although the Yankees had gotten to him of late so that, you know, after him shutting them down for so long, they were finally able to hit him. But I do like, actually, I like the next two predictions. Keuchel going to the Nationals, Kimbrell going to the Cardinals. Bye. Go back to the NL, you weirdo. With your bent over stat stance and your stupid beard. I have to say, Mary Hart making fun of him in the World Series or imitating him in the World Series was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. So, okay, out of the first six predictions, only one is going to the AL, and that's Corbin going to the Yankees. Yasmani Grandel is the sixth ranked free agent. Seriously? Does that sound weird to anyone else? Maybe it doesn't sound weird to people who are no, it would probably sound weird to people who were Dodger fans as well. They have him going to the Nats. Nathan Eovaldi, they think, will re-sign with the Red Sox, which would be a real pain in the butt. He's annoying. Um, <laughs> AJ Pollock, J.A. Happ. Ooh, they see him going to the Angels for three years, $48 million. I hope not. I hope the Yankees re-sign him. Let me know what you think about that. Um, 
I like Hap. I know that he didn't have a great performance against the Red Sox in the DS, but he did a great job when he came over to the Yankees. And I know he's old. He's 36. Um, so I don't see him signing for more than those three years because, again, like I said, big difference between 35, 36 and 39. And finally, at number 10, we have Michael Brantley, who they see going to the Braves for three years, $45 million. Now, next, we're going to talk about uh, the guy that I don't want with the Yankees. And the segue is, he's also from the Indians. So more on that next. But first, before I get into the discussion about the Indians player that I don't think I want as a Yankee, I'd like to talk about Andrew McCutcheon. He's ranked number 11 in the top 50 free agents, and they are predicting him to go to the Cubs for three years, $45 million. I love Andrew McCutcheon. I knew he was funny before he became a Yankee, but he posted something on Instagram today. Um, If you don't have Instagram, he's at Kutch22. Look it up. Or you can go to my Twitter account at Stace Gods. I posted a link to what he posted on Instagram he likes to do, he likes to reenact situations. And he did something, was it this season or last season, about what it's like at a restaurant. And he plays both parts, the waiter and himself. And he did the same thing this morning. And it's really funny. And I think everyone can relate to it. So just go watch. Okay, so let's talk about Corey Kluber. Now, There are rumblings that the Indians are willing to give up Kluber and I believe Carrasco. And Yankee fans are drooling over Kluber. Where I'm kind of meh about it. And for no reason other than a gut feeling of mine. You know, you see these guys who do well on other teams and everyone's all excited about them possibly going to the Yankees because he'll be just as good on the Yankees until they're not. Now, I'm not going to compare him to Sonny Gray because there's no comparison to Sonny Gray. I mean, he was a dumpster fire this season. But I just, there's something about Kluber that scares me. He's not particularly ancient, but I don't I just... I don't have a good feeling about Corey Kluber coming to the Yankees. I really don't. And it's really, again, it's just me and just a gut feeling that I have. But I could see things going really wrong. (laughs) I could see weird injuries popping up or, you know, him having like two bad starts and people, oh, we can't pitch in New York. Uh, I don't know. I just, and not to take anything away from Klubot because he's great. He's a great pitcher. He's been a great pitcher for years now, and he's one of the best in the league. But I don't, I don't know. I just really, I don't have a good feeling about it. And apparently, if the Indians are talking about Kluber, Carrasco, Encarnacion, Gomes, but they will hold on to Lindor and Ramirez, which is understandable. And it's kind of a shame because, you know, well, I mean, do I really care about the Indians? Not really. But it is kind of a shame that they were so close to winning the World Series and ending that drought. And then the Cubs came along and ruined everything and 
threw us into this horrible timeline that we're currently embroiled in. That's for another day. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about Kluber's numbers because he was great in 2018. 20 and 7, which I know wins and losses don't mean anything, but he had a 2.89 ERA in 220, 220, 215 innings pitched with 222 Ks. So he had a great year. I'm just worried that <laughs> I don't know. I'm just worried that things will go wrong. And again, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm gun shy. Yeah, I'm gun shy. I'll say it. And oh, speaking of Sonny Gray, the Yankees are definitely going to deal him because he is just not a fit with the team. What can you do? And it's a shame too, because, you know, I know I railed on him many times in this podcast, but it wasn't like I was rooting against him. I wanted him to do well. I wanted him to get his stuff together and pitch well for the Yankees this season. And it just didn't happen. And, you know, it's just better for him and it's better for the Yankees if he goes somewhere else. Where that somewhere else is, is anyone's guess. Some people are saying the Reds. Yeah, no, they're saying the Reds. And that could be a good place for him because it's not a place that's really in the spotlight like New York. You know, because in Oakland, you know, no offense to Oakland, but people don't pay attention to Oakland that much. And when they started doing well this season, everyone was like, whoa. And if you've watched baseball, you know that Oakland tends to have seasons like that where you don't expect them to do well. And then they win like 20 in a row that one season. And um, <laughs> like this season, 97 games. They won 97 games. Who the hell would have predicted that? No one. And if you did, if you claim that you did, you're a liar. So Sonny Gray would be better in a city where every single start of his is not dissected like a frog in a biology class in high school, you know? So I hope that the Yankees find a suitable trade partner. I hope that when Sonny Gray goes to this new team, if it's in the NL, he does really well. If it's in the AL, I hope he does okay, but sucks against the Yankees, obviously. Um, but again, like I said, I just felt bad. And I, I know that I, I really went off on him a lot this season. And I went off on him as soon as he started not pitching well, which was in the beginning of the season. And some people were like, give him some time. It's only the first month. And then by July, I'm like, can I rail on him yet? Because he's awful. Thank you. So anyway, good luck to Sonny Gray. Seems like a good kid. Seems like a really nice kid. Um, you know, he likes musical theater. I like musical theater. So hey, cool. I get Corey Kluber, no. I'm saying no. Now you can all come back and make fun of me if the Yankees actually get Corey Kluber and he does really well in 2019. You can all come back next year and say, ha ha, you're an idiot. But for right now, I'm saying no. Up next, we'll go around the league. We'll talk about some signings that happened. Like I mentioned, Kershaw, which I guess wasn't really shocking, but it was kind of funny that it happened so quickly. And uh, we'll talk about more. But first, before we go into Kershaw, let me just finish the free agent list up to 20. I'm not going to do all 50 because that would take a really long time. Oh, okay. So number 12 is a player from Japan. 
which I'm glad that they said that because I'm looking at the name and I'm going, I've never heard of this dude. <laughs> and I'm not sure how to say his name. Um, you say Kikuchi, I believe. He's 27. He's a lefty. He played with the Cebu Lions for the past eight years. And they will, according to MLB trade rumors, reportedly honor his request to be posted this winter, which frees him to negotiate with any Major League Baseball team. He's 27 years old, and they're saying that he profiles as a mid-rotation arm, and they're expecting him to go to the Padres for six years, 42. Number 13, Josh Donaldson. Remember him? Yeah. He has he has injury issues, and his calf gave him issues this past season. He missed a lot of time because of his calf in 2017. And... Oh, no, this year was shoulder. That's right. Sorry. Last year, 2017, was the calf. So he's had two seasons interrupted by injury, which is scary because he's 33. You don't want to sign someone at 33 whose past two seasons were marred by injuries. So they're seeing him going to the Cardinals for one year, $20 million. And... I agree with them because they said he's better served to take a one-year deal and reestablish his health. I totally agree, again, because he just seems to have issues. And why would you want to sign someone like that for more than a year? You kind of want to like test things, be like, okay, let's see how he does. So they're seeing one year, $20 million with the Cardinals. Next is Charlie Morton, who turns 35 this month. And... He did pretty well the past two years with the Astros, which almost seemed out of nowhere. And I'm not saying anything. I don't want to get in trouble because every time I mention about how certain guys are certain, suddenly doing well in the Astros, people are like, what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. I am being a good girl. Number 15, Wilson Ramos. They see him going to the Astros. Huh. Three years, 36 million. Marwin Gonzalez, they see him going from the, where is he? Oh, the Astros. Yes, that's right. I wrote about him on Sporting News in 2017 because that was his breakout season. And I wrote about him early in that season and told everyone to watch him. And they did. So go me. He turns 30 in March. He has been, he's capable of playing all four infield positions and left field. Scott Boris calls him Swiss G because he's so versatile. He's also a switch hitter. I don't know if you people knew that. I feel like people don't really know about Marwin Gonzalez, and they should, because like I said, 2017 was quite a season for him. And, uh, you know, it'll be weird seeing him with another team other than the Astros, but they're saying they're predicting him going to the Twins four years, 36 million. Up next is Juris Familia, who they think is also going to the Twins for three years, 33. He was with Oakland after a trade in July, and he did pretty well with them. And like I said, you know, Oakland, that um, surprising team, did well and made a push for the first wild card got the second wild card lost the yankees but still a really good season for them so yeah 
MLB trade rumors sees Familia going to the Twins three years, $33 million. Familia is 29. And he has off-the-field issues that happened a couple of years ago. He was suspended 15 games for it. Oh, why am I even sugarcoating this? Domestic violence charge. The charge was dismissed, but MLB still suspended him. Number 18 is Zach Britton. They see him going to the Astros for three years, $33 million. Number 19 is D-Rob. They have him going to the Mets for three years, $33 million. Now that is interesting. <laughs> so he will turn 34 in April, which is crazy to think about. But when you think about it, he's been with the Yankees. Well, all right. He was with the Yankees for a while, then went to the White Sox, then came back. And yeah, he's been around a really long time. So yeah, it's just, it's, I always think of D-Rob as being young and he's not, he's, he's one of those veteran players we like to talk about. So yeah, they're seeing him going to the Mets for three years, 33. I guess they don't see the Yankees wanting to resign him. And um, I don't know. I don't want to see D-Rob leave. I mean, I know he had some interesting outings this season, but I always like D-Rob. And woo, sometimes his uh, curveball is like, makes you want to smoke a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> and finally, we have Hyunjin Ryu, Dodgers. Three years, $33 million. And after that, guys that are just like, oh, yeah, he's a free agent. Okay. Although number 21 is Adam Ottavino, and they see him going to the Yankees for three years, $30 million, which is interesting. So let's talk about Clayton Kershaw, because that was funny. I had been off Twitter because it's a hellscape, and (laughs) I just, for my mental health, had been off it for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I see all these tweets about Clayton Kershaw signing with the Dodgers. And I'm like, what? Already? Like, he wasn't even going to try and see if someone else would offer him more money? And I think I mentioned it on this podcast. I don't think it was a private conversation. I think I said how I didn't think he would really go anywhere, but I didn't think it was going to be this soon. Three years, $93 million. That is a lot of money. I am jealous because, you know, as usual, I don't have any money. And ninety. I'd be happy with $93 right now, to be honest. Okay. So, yeah. million a year. That's just, that's a lot of scratch. And I'm trying to remember, my brother and I were having a conversation about another pitcher. Who was it? Maybe it was Corbin? No, I don't think it was Corbin. It was someone. And my brother said, oh, you know, he's not a big game pitcher. He's just like Clayton Kershaw. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, not that thing again. Okay, in fairness to Clayton Kershaw, he was facing the Red Sox, who won 108 games. I know everyone likes to play off like they were underdogs in the playoffs, but they really weren't. And, you know, it wasn't like he lost to a team of ragtag players. He lost to the Red Sox, okay? So stuff happens in the playoffs. And... You know, you've pitched all season, right? It's really intense. And he just doesn't seem to have the best luck pitching in the playoffs. 
And I don't think it's because he's not a big game pitcher. He's pitched in LA for how long? He's done well for how long? So he obviously knows how to pitch. He knows how to pitch under pressure. I just feel like it's, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain this, but I feel like the whole Clayton, Clayton Kershaw can't pitch in big situations thing is just overblown. Stuff happens. And again, he lost to the Red Sox. So just stop saying stuff like that about Clayton Kershaw, for the love of God. So that's it for today's episode. I know I didn't really talk about the Yankees too much because there's really, there's nothing going on right now. The GM meetings are happening soon. I don't think anything's going to happen then. I don't think things are really going to start happening until the winter meetings, which are in Vegas this year, and I'm so annoyed that I can't go. I say that every year, but I'm really annoyed this year because I love Vegas. So we'll see. Things will start happening soon, hopefully, and I will have, hopefully, lots to talk about. So again, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I have been your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. You can follow me on Twitter at my personal account, Stace Gots. You can also tweet me at the Locked On Yankees account. You can email me questions at LockedOnNYY at gmail.com, or you can tweet them to me on any of the accounts I just mentioned. You can rate this podcast on Apple and on Google. You can subscribe at Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher, and rate the podcast, spread the word about the podcast, let your fellow Yankee fans know about it, let your fellow baseball fans know about it, and enjoy your Monday. I hope wherever you are, the sun is out because it's not out in New York right now. (laughs) So yes, have a good day and I will talk to you all tomorrow.